of a hide and a seek uh, uh, thinking, uh, uh, knowing of what it means to seek. All right. So the, 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 the if you want to give a title to it, it's seeking God. I'm going to speak to you this morning about seeking God, and I want to come against that thinking that 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 we grew up with when we playing hide and seek, uh, when we talk about seeking. Uh, and I was actually astounded to see how many times the word seek comes through in the Old Testament. Many times. You get every second word, they seek God. They seek God, say, seek me. And they seek God. I know there's these instances where um, David would often do that. When something went wrong or there was something of him uh, wanting something or when to repent on something, they will tear their clothes and they will go and sit on the ash heap to seek the presence of God because it was different for them than it is with us. The first difference is that is different for us and them is, is there was a temple that had the presence of God there. So whatever, whenever a Jew or in the Jewish culture, whenever they wanted to be in the presence of God, uh, they needed to go to the temple and offer sacrifices and through the action they couldn't go into the Holy of Holies. There was only the place for the priest and then the high priest could only go into the real presence of God. If anybody else tried it, they would just fall flat on their, on their faces. So they had a different way of understanding the Old Testament, of seeking God. And so what we will find is that God had encounters with guys. I'm thinking of Moses in the burning bush. He was walking around in the bush on himself and suddenly there was this huge burning bush and the Lord encountered him there. The Lord was in that burning bush and the Lord spoke to him and said, listen, I want you to take the Israelites out. And then there was Noah where the Lord spoke to Noah out of the clouds and thunders and spoke to him in and many different ways. God encountered guys in the Old Testament in order to meet with them, in order to to make himself known in order to speak with them. What he would also have done is he would speak through prophets. So a prophet would come in the Old Testament and he would say, listen, I heard from God. I had a visitation from God and I heard from God this. And they would say to the king or to the, to the Israelites or whatever it was in the Old Testament. But a lot different from us because what happened in the meantime? Jesus came. And Jesus died on the cross. And that is exactly... The reason, or part of the reason why Jesus died on the cross, is that separation that was between us and God. And that's why we call Jesus our high priest. Because the high priest was the one that went into the temple and, and on my behalf, he went to sacrifice and, say to, and repent on my behalf before the Lord. Now, what happens is, is Jesus is my high priest. So whenever I give my life to him, whenever I surrender my life to him and I believe uh, in Jesus, then uh, and I get saved, then Jesus becomes my high priest. And what the, what the Bible teaches is the Holy Spirit comes and lives in us. And that's a whole different ballgame than what the guys had in the Old Testament. There was no visitations, there was no encounters, and that's often when we come to a service like this or a meeting like this. Who's ever come on a Sunday morning? And it is your place, in your own heart, you don't have to answer this one, but in your own heart, 
Sunday morning is a bit of an encounter moment. I'm going to the temple and I know God is going to be there. And because He's going to be there, I'm going to come to church to, to encounter God. And, and that's a lot, even growing up in a bit of a more religious background. Uh, personally, I grew up in a, in, a, in a denominational religious church. And that's very often what... They, that is where I, I met with God at church on a Sunday morning when I went there. And for us as believers, and what the Bible teaches us, that it's different for us. That the minute that we get saved, the day that we give our lives to Jesus, the Holy Spirit comes and dwells in us. And so that whole Old Testament thing, where they say seek God, because I think literally they had to seek God in the Old Testament. I think if you really needed God at that point, I literally think you had to do something. And that's why in the Old Testament they, they did. Uh, uh, Jacob wrestled with, a, with, a, with an angel and he said, I'm not going to leave you. He was, there was something in him that, 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 that seeked that, that blessing of the Lord. And he said, I'm not going to let you go. And once he encountered God, he built a, a little altar so that he will always remember that time when I met with God. That time when God blessed me. And many instances in the Old Testament where, where people meet with God. So now, I want to ask you guys this. Then Jesus came, and now the Holy Spirit lives in us, yeah, in each person. And we have the blessing, the grace, the whatever you want to call it, to walk with God, to walk with Jesus, to be, have the Holy Spirit. So we don't even have to, we don't even have to, it's us. That's for me. You don't even have to come to church. Um, but this is not where you need God. This is where we get to spend time in the presence of the God together as a family. But you don't need God here. If you are outside of Christ, if you've never given your life to Christ, if you're a sinner and you've never had that opportunity to give your life to Jesus, then, then this could be a place where you need God for the first time. That is the place where you can because you don't have the Holy Spirit in you. We come together to spend time with friends. Like I do in my quiet time when I'm worshiping my car or when I'm walking around in squad, spending time with the Lord in my heart. Same thing, yes. But I want to ask you a question. Matthew 7 says this. Matthew 7 says this. Jesus is speaking himself. He says, Keep on asking, and you will be given what you ask for. Keep on looking. And you will find. Keep on knocking, and the door will be opened. For everyone who asks receives. And then there's this little sentence there. Everyone who seeks finds. And the door is open to everyone who knocks. Your parents, if your children ask for a loaf of bread, do you give them a stone instead? Or if they ask you for a fish, do you give them a snake? Of course not. If you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will Heavenly Father give good gifts to those who ask? Now, I'm very sure there's a big part of the scripture that is actually talking to sinners. Talking to, it's talking about knocking and opening the door. But there is a part of this last sentence here, your Heavenly Father, that is actually talking to children of God. That is actually talking to... There's, there's more than one person in this, in this uh, 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 target audience that Jesus is talking about that I find. 
if he was only talking to sinners, then he would have talked a, a bit of a different language. But the fact that he mentions there, your heavenly Father, even if there is your heavenly Father, and that you seem to find. So that's one of the places, I look for it, there's two places in the Bible um, that he speaks about uh, uh, seeking and finding, but this was the most prevalent one. And I looked at this, because I knew in my heart, I know it's a different seeking. It can't be the same seeking that we have in the Lord because we have the Holy Spirit in us. So what should we seek for if we have God in our hearts? If we have already found Him, what should we be seeking for? And I prayed about it this week, and I said to the Lord, Lord, what do you want to say? What is it that you want to encourage us about seeking God as believers that already have the Holy Spirit in us? And I went to look at the, at the, if you go just one verse back, Sujay. I went to look at the meaning for everyone who seeks. And I looked at the word seek. And it was very interesting to me. I looked at both words. I looked at the word seek. And then I looked at the word find. I looked at those two words. Because obviously if we look at what it means to seek. And if we look at what it means to find. We will kind of find in between there. In between those two lines. What it means to seek and to find God as believers, as people that already carry the Holy Spirit in our hearts. Are you guys with me? Did I mean like Come on, you like it with the part of many this in him, but let's make it the other place. Because it was our way um swell and dumb last week. Um, we went to visit there. And then they also preached. Uh, he's also guys one of the guys that he fought love and we started to get everything. And uh, almost not for everything, if, if we get too quiet. After every second or third seconds, you will amen on our behalf until we join him. So you will say amen. 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 When, the, when the crowd gets too silent. So I quickly want to do this. This is going to be like literally 10 minutes. I promise you this. I just want to look at that. The first word, seek, means exeketeo. No, that doesn't, mean, that, that doesn't really matter what the word means. But the heart of that word is the most important one. It's, it's a verb in the first place, so it is something active, it's something that we do, it's something that we participate in. It's not a noun, so it's not something... It's not something that we think about, it's not something spiritual. It is actually something that we can do as children of God. It's something that we are still ongoing. Seeking God. The difference in that, and that is lies in the difference when it says here, uh, the emphasizing the personal intent of the seeker. Love that. That puts a whole different spin on seeking. It emphasizes the personal. But ander woorde, dit gaan oor, wat is die intentie van die soeke in my heart? Hoekom wil ek met God ontmoet? Hoekom soek ek vir that's what that word, when Jesus spoke that word, he used that specific word when he said seeking. Because it's about the intention of my heart when I seek him. And so that puts a whole different spin for us as believers that has the Holy Spirit in us. That it is not necessarily that we are looking for the presence of God. But it is why are we looking for him? And that was kind of interesting to me that during the worship there was something Mark also said about there's something about why are we worshiping Him? Why are we singing the things that we're singing? Why are you looking for His presence? Why are you seeking His, His, His Word? 
Shijane was a very good uh, uh, um, example of that. Why was there something in her that wanted to know what God thinks about the fact that she gives uh, an account to Sars or not? What was the intention? She was seeking God, not just for an answer, but there was something of her that sought, I want to know how you feel about this God. I want to know how you feel about this thing. And I love that part of the sea. And it says something to us. When we are in this walk with the Lord, and different seasons, and we all, sometimes there's challenges and sometimes there's difficult times, when we get together in a morning like this, and that's also why I said, we all hear the Lord together. This is not a one-man show. This is not a man of God thing. I'm the one here with the mic and I steer us into this and that. We hear, we hear the Lord together. And in a morning such as this, the heart is that together as a body, we seek God together. We are seeking, we are asking the Lord, what is your heart for this morning? Because I might have prepared a preach, but maybe Mark is something that he brings and it gets confirmed by Yazan also coming and saying, Listen, I also feel I need to see the words healing, healing, healing. And then I say, Okay, Lord, let, let's just put this to the side, order. And then I say, Okay, guys, there was two confirmations here. Is there anybody here that needs healing in their body? And suddenly there's five hands that's raised. And then we say, Oh, well, then we, then we pray and together. We find the direction that the Lord wants to do for that one. You guys get that? And that's seeking. That's seeking the heart of the Lord. When we have practical things. When we have practical things. I know a lot of us are in front of big life decisions at the moment. A lot of us are in front of life big decisions. Now it's very easy for us almost all testimonially to try and seek the answers from the Lord. I want to know what he wants me to do. Very much like the Old Testament guys. Lord, in what direction should we go? And then the Lord says, I want you to go in this direction. Nothing wrong with that. But there's something different when we have a relationship with Jesus. When we are standing in front of our life challenges. Because he's the one that's going to be walking with us next week. He's the one that's going to be walking with us the week after that. When the poopoo hits the fan after I've made my decision. Yeah? And we have to go back to the Lord and say, Oh my word, Lord. Now suddenly I find myself in the desert. I thought I was going to be in the promised land. And now it's a desert. You said I must take this decision. What now? And that's why seeking the Lord in intention, not just getting the answers, but actually walking with the Lord in that thing. Walking it in that decision. Really seeking the presence of Jesus. And, and, and not just an answer, but looking for Him in that. The person of Jesus. It determines how you then process when the poor hits the fan. Because otherwise we become like Adam and Eve. And Eve says, no, it was that was Adam's fault. And Adam said, no, it was the serpent's fault. And everybody starts blaming one another. And that normally happens with us when the poor hits the fan. After we've made a decision. And it looks like we're suddenly in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> because now I'm going to with the word fire. That's beautiful to me. And that's something of a promise. It's something of a, an encouragement to each one of us. And there's something in me that often, I've said it to many guys before, 
And this is uh, only Elevator Mitir visit, the photo of Elevator, no pressure on you guys. But there's always this thing in my heart, if any person walks through these doors on a Sunday morning for the first time, and it's the first time that I've met you, I've never seen you before, and it's the first time that I've met you. There is always something in me that truly believes that there was a voice of the Holy Spirit that stirred something in you to seek Him. It's not because you might think that it is just to come to church. And sometimes it starts off in that. Sometimes your intention is maybe a bit religious. I've been going to church my whole life, so I want to come to church. I just want to make sure you know, I want to raise my kids as Christians, and that's why I come to church. But there is this part of me that sometimes, even if we don't know it, that the Holy Spirit stirs something, especially if we're saved and maybe we haven't been to church for a while, or even in an unbeliever. You ever heard of the word calling? There's a calling on this person's life. I always believe that that first step closer to us always comes from the Lord, even as an unbeliever. How does an unbeliever hear the voice of the Lord without the Holy Spirit in him? So the calling, God, calling you by your name. He says that in the Bible, I called you by your name. I've chosen you. And so even if an unbeliever walks through that door, there is something of a calling, something in the Spirit was calling your name. God was calling you. He was drawing you. And the fact that you actually had the guts to get into your car, wake up on a Sunday morning and come to these four doors and actually walk in, it says something about there's something in me that is seeking the Lord. And I love how the Lord then works within us. Even if we come here to say, oh, I just want to go to church, religious and so. And I love that, that at some point when you encounter Jesus and you encounter the person of Jesus, that then he, he sorts that out. And suddenly you come to church because you want to, you want to be with the fellow believers and believe in Jesus. But there's something of a promise. Why? Why? Where was I on my way with that? Yeah. yeah. So there's a, something of a promise. Yeah, I was talking about the, the, the new guys. There is something of God stirring us. It's not a work that we do. It is not something that is up to us also to find Him, but to seek Him. That's something that the Holy Spirit stirs in us. My job is to say, Lord Jesus, I want to seek You. But I need Your Holy Spirit to work that in me. Work that hunger in me. And, and surrender that part to You. Because if you're going to seek on your own, it's a work of the Holy Spirit. You, even that is the work. Even in an unbeliever, the fact that you come to church and you get saved in that church, you can't boast and say, yeah, it was because I got my life free. It's all me, Lord. I gave my life to Jesus. No, it's actually Jesus that called you. It's actually Jesus that took that first step. He loved you first before you even knew him. He loved you first. So the word find in that one, it's also a verb. I love that. I love that. It means it's, it's something active. It's, it's not just... It's, it's a... It's a in my, in my Afrikaanse brain, I think a verb is for my it's my own It's active. It's ongoing. It's like I am jumping, you know. I'm verbing now. You know, that type of thing. So if I stand still, that's it. In my heart, I'm not burning at the moment. I'm passive. You know? So finding the, yeah, finding the Lord in my heart always is also it's an active thing. And that's a promise I'm going to tell you now. The Lord sees this. Listen, listen here. 
This is Jesus' saying. Keep on asking. You see the intent. You see the heart. It's about seeking. Keep on asking. And what's the promise? You will be given what you ask for. Keep on looking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open for everyone who asks, receives, everyone who seeks. What? Finds. Verbing right there. So that means Jesus is active in that finding. Jesus is there in that finding. It's not just finding passive. I just found Christ. Hallelujah. It's absolutely amazing. Passively. It's finding something. And the word means this. I find, listen to this, I learn, I discover, and then it says this. This specific, especially of the CD. I love that. It's something that follows. Specific, when you're working with Jesus, you can, in the world, you can seek for stuff you will never find. And there's plenty of people out there that's looking for, for something that they're not finding. They're finding, searching for it in all kinds of places. And addictions and in money and finding it in relationships and trying to find it in all other places. Jesus is the only person that can promise you that and actually keep his promise. When he says you will find. And so I love this. When you, you will learn, you will find, especially, and then it says you will obtain. And obtain says it's something that becomes yours. It is something that you can't give them. It is not just something that you learn and now I know more about, but it's actually something of Jesus that gives of Himself. And so seeking, this week as I was praying on it, seeking has become such a alive thing for me. I went to my boy and I was and I said, I sit there, and I said, Lord, I said, Lord, I know I can do this the normal way. I know I, I, I start reading some scripture, I put on some worship. But I said to the Lord, Lord, this week, I want to seek something new and something fresh of you. And then I sat there for five minutes. Nothing happens. And I sat there. And then suddenly the presence of the Lord comes. And every morning when I did it this morning, there was something else of the Lord that it revealed in a different way than it had before. In, 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 in a different presence, in a different way. Because I'm actively seeking Him in that way. And it's the same with all kinds of seeking. Whether it be for answers, whether it be for a loved one, whether it be for healing, whether it be for anything, if we seek the Lord and the intention of our heart, not to find the answer, but to find the person and the presence of Jesus, if that is our heart, the promises we will find. And then we will learn something new. We will reveal something of Himself to us that is new and that is fresh that we have never experienced. That's a promise. Not by me, but by Jesus Himself. Is that good? That's good. Very good? That is the shortest preach that I've ever done.